Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Kind of start out with a crop progress report as far as the planting goes. This weekend we uh, traveled to Northeast Iowa for some graduation parties and I was surprised uh, how much ground is, is still left to be planted, both corn and beans. Uh, they've been plagued by wet weather and not so much as big rains as rains that just keep coming every couple of days and has really delayed the planting up there. But I have to say the guys are really laying into it pretty hard. Talking with uh, Joe out there in north central Iowa, he said the corn's done and they're finishing up the beans uh, as we were talking this morning on the phone. Uh, even the guys in Ohio, Ray thought that uh, the neighborhood would be finished uh, with corn and beans by Sunday. So what a difference a week makes uh, as far as how fast you guys can put the crop in when we finally get the opportunity to do it. Reports from all this late planted corn is, is just jumping out of the ground. I saw some of uh, my brother's farm that uh, basically seven days it's up there and you can row it really looking good. Soybeans doing the same. So um, it won't take them long to, to catch up. And good news is they'll probably do it with some phenomenal stands the way it looks. Most of the area here in the state of Illinois did receive rain this week, anywhere from a half inch to uh, I guess up to getting reports of over three inches uh, from the local storms that came through. Uh, here at Hayworth, we did get some rain out of this tropical event. We got two rains. One was uh, 3.8 tenths, followed up with another one at two hundredths. So we had a grand total here of four tenths. May not be uh, that exciting, uh, but we are excited that we can actually measure our rain in tenths instead of hundreds like we've been uh, for the last 30 days. Side dressing in a lot of areas is winding down this week. This is good because some of this corn is in rapid growth stage and pretty soon it's going to outrun the height of our tractors. In the areas that got rain, the rapid growth is causing uh, some whirls to tighten up and that rapid growth uh, syndrome where you get the buggy whipping in the whirl itself wraps it up pretty tight and this is not uncommon if you have an area that was dry and picked up rain that corn uh, takes off at such a pace that we get a tight whirl uh, that buggy whipping looks a lot like uh, dicamba damage for instance if you had it sprayed on the field eventually those tightly wrapped plants will break out and when they do break out you're going to see random yellow topped plants uh, scattered across the field won't see much of this across the dry area. The difference, of course, is lack of water, lack of rapid growth. The rain, especially in areas that got an inch or more, you're going to see a big change in these fields uh, over the next uh, five to seven days, especially those ugly cornfields that you've been dealing with. Nothing like a rain to cover up the uglies uh, or the sins of the spring. So we're going to see uh, those fields come around and you're going to see the uglies come back or the unevenness come back at pollination time, but these fields are going to improve quite a bit and um, driving by, they're going to look like they're back on track and to an essence, essence, they will be. In the dry area though, this ugly corn is hanging on a lot longer than normal. Guys are getting frustrated uh, and actually some of these fields continue to look tougher, maybe even tougher. And that's true with ugly corn when parts of the field or parts of the row actually get depth of root, things take off, then the corn starts to grow rapidly. So you have parts of the field that are in rapid growth when you have other parts that are stuck, whether it be dry soil, the carbon penalty, or nitrogen issues. 
uh, out there. So you're going to see some of these fields get uglier as time goes on. But traditionally, yeah, this is about a two-week window that's now dragging into three and four weeks. Uh, these fields that are um, taking a long time to get turned around, unfortunately, that's going to start to separate the maturity of this corn, meaning that you're also going to see this at pollination. So that wild look out there in the field is how that field is going to pollinate. So what you see right now is a good indication of pollination. And some of these fields, we're going to see a pollination period that's going to stretch over two weeks. That means the pest boss and his team are going to have to be on top of this because you're not going to be able to uh, walk into a field and say, yep, we're at R1. There's going to be a lot of variations that would take place there as far as pollination goes. So you're going to have to come back and check the same field probably over a 10-day period to get it pollinated. Now, if we stay dry, having a, a delayed pollination window probably could help us there to help us get pollinated. Uh, but you're seeing some of these differences really stand out. And, uh, you know, there's just nothing we can do about it right now is, you know, ride it through the other side. But this year, practices that were put in play to help manage the ugly corn syndrome are really paying off big dividends this year. Some of the pictures you guys are texting in are unbelievable, especially if you set up your planter, for instance, with starter, nitrogen, those types of things to try to walk this uh, crop through the different stages of nitrogen and phosphorus demands. Uh, some of those pictures are, it's amazing what even pop-up fertilizers are doing to manage around some of this ugly corn. Herbicide carryover is lessening in the corn, especially in the areas that got rain, <clears throat> seeing the corn coming out of some of those carryover issues. In the dry area, it is also part of our ugly corn problem. Uh, we got some herbicide issues that are st uh, stalling the corn out. In the beans, uh, we have been seeing some atrazine carryover. This week, we're starting to see our group 27 herbicides, our HPPD inhibitors like your Callisto and Lattice. You start or Lattice. You're starting to see uh, them to show up in the beans, and and their fields that were good a week ago. But now as they transition from feeding off the cotyledons to the first and second trifoliates and uh, a lot of the nutrients are trying to make themselves, you're starting to see uh, areas uh, of the field that show the damage, the, the browning and the yellowing that's taking place out there. Most of the carryover that we've had to deal with so far this week or that's starting to show up, I'm, unfortunately, is going to get more. We're going to see more and more calls into next week and beyond. And there really isn't much we can do with this at this point. Um, but to pray for rain and to wait it out. It is, again, in the areas that were dry last year and continue to be dry this year. So it's a combination of the two um, that's, that's given us the trouble that we see out there. On the bug front, it's actually been rather quiet. Uh, Mark over at SunAg had a field to get attacked by stink bugs. Um, this was a field that was pumpkins last year but didn't get harvested, so the population was high. Corn borer moths are just starting to get on the move, so you guys with the trap lines, if you haven't put out your corn borer lures or your corn borer traps, now is the time to do that. Start calling in those counts so we can monitor the first generation, which gives us a good idea of where the second generation uh, numbers are going to be itself. In the dry areas, as the ditches and lawns are starting to turn brown, you can see the you know the septic lines out there, which is kind of unheard of to see septic fields and stuff like that in May. Uh, it's a good reminder to start um, your spider mite watch on the borders or edges. I know beans are small, but spider mites, they don't care. So we have to keep this in mind uh, when we're going out to mow uh, ditches and waterways. 
Um, use your aerial imagery that's coming in to watch for any infestation from those outer edges. But again, we like to catch this problem at the edge. Moisture is going to fix this, but as you start to see the, the brown grass show up, that's your indication that the conditions are moving towards uh, the favor of the spider mite itself. Now, you guys have got uh, the rain, you just keep mowing to your heart's content and do whatever you want with that waterways and ditches. The rest of you need to be um, conscious of the fact that uh, we could be dealing with a spider mite uh, issue here in the next two weeks, and it could hang on like it did in 88. It hung on pretty much all the way through June. So uh, we want to uh, be ready for it so we can get on top of it as fast as we can. Crews are hard uh, at soil testing for the summer testing program. So if you haven't turned in your order, now the time to get that done. It makes it a lot more convenient for us to clean up your acres as the crews are coming through your neighborhood. So to stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.